Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The draft is this week. It's finally here. We're going to do our final mock. We're going to talk about the Broncos picks in the top 100. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got Jake here. We've got Hank here. We've got Dre here. The whole crew is here, and I couldn't be more stoked. Guys, how's everybody feeling? You you starting to get that pre-draft excitement yet, or... Are you a little bit, I guess, less stoked just because the Broncos don't have a, a ton of picks early on in the process? I guess kind of Not what all you said. Once. I guess kind of what you said last week, man, uh, or on Friday, that it's kind of uh, you know freeing to not have a pick in the first round at least and not have to worry about that. But uh, I will tell you what, I'm a little bit worried after this mock scene uh, who uh, went before this Broncos pick. I'm fired up. I, this is the fun part of the draft. This is where all the picks are anyway. If the Broncos were sitting there at number nine, they'd trade down. Like, there's just no reason to be way up that high. What's everybody saying? Like, there's 15 first-round grades in this draft. The Broncos have the picks where they're supposed to be. Honestly, from 64, trade down from there, too. Get more of these guys. There's a bunch of fun options, and I'm really excited. I, I, I'm guessing Hank's mic wasn't coming through there. I thought that was like a computer mic. I love the echo, though. It kind of... It kind of gave more of a a vibe to the excitement you were bringing, Hank. I love that. Okay. I fixed um, my microphone now. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. It sounds better. Um, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. There's no way around it. I, I'm getting hyped. It's my kind of draft. It's all O line and D line, and uh, we're gonna see where these wide receivers and quarterbacks fit in to to kind of get frisky and. I've loved these two days of mocking back and forth with the boys. It's been, it's been extraordinary. We've got a good one for you. So just so everybody knows what we did, we have a spreadsheet and we have already made the selections for every pick leading up to Denver, just for the, the, the sake of, of speed. And, and I don't know, we can, we all know that we can ramble and argue on for days. So we did this on a spreadsheet and then we will get to Denver's pick and we'll do some live stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk about people that we wanted Denver to draft and, and went early. I would talk about some sleepers, maybe guys that went too late, other guys that went too early, all that fun stuff. Um, I actually had the first overall pick Jacksonville and I went Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Our first three picks were all edge guys. Not really shocking. Um, yeah. Any comments? I, I feel like this one is, it's the most likely option. I, I just didn't feel like doing anything weird. 
I mean, at this point, I feel like it's got to be Trayvon Walker. Like, what, the DraftKings flipped it to minus 150 for him? But, yeah, I mean, you probably made the right decision. That's We'll see. I, I don't know, man. I listened to Move the Sticks the other day, and Bucky and DJ were talking about how if it's between Trent Balky's pick with Walker and Doug Peterson's pick with getting a tackle, I think they're going to side with the tackle, and it just makes more sense to me, too. So, I don't know. That's what I would guess right now, I guess, I suppose. And the ownership may be siding on the Hutchinson side. Um, so there you go. The mock could be blown up right at the first pick. I did think um, the drastic odds changes for Trevon Walker at minus 190 for that first overall pick is uh, is noteworthy. It's telling. And, yeah. 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 Well, Jake, you had the second pick with Detroit. Go ahead and, and lay it out for yeah. us. I mean, it was between pretty much Kayvon Walker or uh, Kayvon Thibodeau or uh, Trevon Walker. And um, yeah, just not buying into the hype, I guess, on Trevon Walker. Safe prospect for Detroit who just needs players. Yep. Henry went with Trevon Walker at three. We had uh, Hutchinson one, Thibodeau two, Trevon Walker three. If he's the number one overall pick, you might be in the, the running for biggest steal of the draft. Of the yeah. mock, at least. Looking back now, it should have been Stingley. Like, all the vibes today are that it's going to be Stingley at three. Uh, but, oh, well, we'll go with it. Stingley, the hot pick. And then I took Sauce um, at four. I thought you guys put me in a really, really tough spot going back to back to back with the edges. That's, I mean, Robert Sala, you know, he he's built his entire resume basically off Nick Bosa. And DeForest Buckner and those guys lighting it up. But you guys talk, took all the top edge rushers. I thought it was too early to go for four for four. Um, so I went with Sauce Gardner again. Hank, maybe, maybe Stingley, the hot commodity these days. Um, I know you took Jake the and better I were player, though. And we kind of had this conversation on Friday. Like, there's a lot, it's a lot of, at least in terms of what we've seen, what we've seen so far on the field, but it's, projection and Stingley, you know, like what he could be, his ceiling's very high. Same with Trevon Walker, what he could be is really high and not necessarily more polished than the other guys, but it's just been a long time since we've seen him play his best football, but we've had this conversation a million times, but we're also talking about the Texans and the Jets though, where it's like, that's why the Texans, that's what, what's like the report this morning. Like nobody knows what the Texans are going to do. It could be anybody. And then the vibe is Stingley. It's like, yeah, it's the it's the damn Texans. Of course, they're going to do something crazy, like just take the crazy fast corner who was good three years ago. Uh, Houston's just in a weird spot, though. They just need players. I mean, they're not going to win this year anyway. Just stack them up. It's a good point. Number five, I went Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama to the New York Giants. They helped solidify the line. And whether, you know, Danny Dimes is your guy or not, you at least have a solid tackle moving forward and a guy that's really dominant in the run game. So could potentially, you know, be a big asset to revival for Saquon Barkley if it were to happen. Although I don't really see that happening at this point, but I also just kind of felt like Neil was the best player available. Intriguing Charles Cross buzz to the G-men who have tried cross out at right tackle, which at that point I just convert Andrew Thomas, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Cross definitely intriguing both at five and seven with how the Giants treat those two picks. But 
Neil does make the most sense on paper. And I do think Equonu is probably off the board if they're taking cross. Like, cause that's the other thing. The vibes have been Equonu heavy for the last couple of days. And, and I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yes. Where would Equanu go before though? Like all the guys we've talked about. Number one. I don't know. Number mm-hmm. one. Number one becomes the most likely, right? Why not? Because two through four feel less likely. Yep. And the, the Panthers in this situation are just exploding with happiness because he falls to six. Um, just a brutal tackle helps out with Christian McCaffrey kind of getting back into form. I mean, it looks like they're just going to have to run with Sam Darnold unless they train down from this spot or they just trade back into the back into the first round. So, yeah. And yeah. Hank, congrats! You get your bonus from the Pac-12 for uh, being the one who selects Drake London. I I know it's crazy. Like there definitely was a theme with all of our picks, or it's like yeah. like that's why Dre's taking all the quarterbacks. Like I've got some Pac-12 guys and and that sort of thing. Like everybody did have kind of their type. Which is something we've seen play out. Wow, I just wasted twenty seconds of my time. But um, the I took Drake London because this is the second pick for the Giants. Obviously, they get Evan Neal. That's the that's the gross, ugly pick, and that means that you're freed up to take a weapon. They need a weapon, and I think that just fits super well with uh with Zach Wilson. If you're building around a quarterback like that, give him somebody who can go downfield and just catch jump balls, and that's the best best option you can give him. Um, and so a good value here at number seven. Yeah. Um, Malik Willis for me to the Falcons. I think it's hilarious. Everyone being like, well, they got Mariota. So they're set at quarterback. Um, it's like it, is it 2014 again? Um, and also should be noted while the Falcons are only the fifth highest odds to be the team to select Malik Willis, it's they're at plus 350, the top team to select them, or more likely per the bookmakers, are the Panthers at plus 250. Um, we clearly don't know what's going to happen with the quarterbacks, and that's a big wrench in this. And I took it upon myself to at least be the guy to knock those knock those dudes out so that once we got to 64, the board looked the way we need it to look. Uh, the, the, the one point I'll make in favor of the Mariota thing is just that Mariota can do the job. He'll do it at a below average level with a bad team. And you can wind up with basically a guaranteed top 10 pick again next year. If you want to take a quarterback, then it's the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West the last two years. (laughs) 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 Anyways, uh, the ninth pick Seattle with uh, the pick that they got from Denver, they take Charles Cross, who could potentially be a guy that goes in the top five. If he did fall to nine, I think that would be great value for them. No matter who they're going to have at quarterback, they got to fix that dog shit offensive line. So whether it's a Quanu or Cross or Neil or, or one of these guys, they got to get one of these top tackles. In this case, I went Charles Cross. Of um, all the Seattle picks, and we know Seattle's going to surprise us, I like Cross the best of the more fathomable logical ones, you know, sorry, Jake. Oh, it's all good. I was just going to say for the jets at 10, uh, Garrett Wilson, just surrounding Zach Wilson with weapons. Um, yeah. I don't think, I mean, they have Corey Davis and they've got some guys, but they need a true one. Uh, you hope Garrett Wilson comes in and does that. Yeah. I've got Washington at 11 and, uh, Kyle Hamilton was still on the board. That makes it kind of an easy pick. Plus he's like a, 
a solid fit, I think, kind of fits a need. Um, honestly, I just see him and think, like, yeah, he does seem like a Washington guy. Yeah, would be interesting how Ron Rivera uses him. Um, and then I went Stingley to Minnesota. The chalkiest pick of all. I would bet many units that he will not be available outside the top 10 at this point, though. It's a good His point. 2019 I mean, we, tape is intoxicated. It's so good. It was just so long ago. I mean, we'll see. Like, his ceiling is ridiculously high. Like, if he reaches it, he could be one of the best corners in the league. He could also bust out, but that's the case with a lot of these guys. Uh, at 13, maybe a bit of a stretch in terms of where he'll actually go, but no. I took Jordan Davis to Houston yes. because yes. Jordan Davis is a really, really good football player, and I just I don't understand why people are nitpicking. Like, oh, he's not like disruptive enough. He's like, what? What more does he need to do? All he's doing is clearing lanes and allowing those linebackers to make plays left and right. You put him on the field, he's going to produce. He's a stud, and uh, even an organization as dumb as Houston wouldn't mess it up by bringing a guy like Jordan Davis in. He's um, in my book, he's like a top 10 prospect in this class. I mean, I don't want to say he's surefire, but a guy that big that can move that fast is about as safe as it can get. Um, I took Trevor Penning. Sorry, Hank or Andre, go ahead. That that's the Trayvon Walker argument. Like we're not insane. There's just as much projection and leap of faith going on with Jordan Davis being able to get his conditioning right, stay at 330 for 10 years as there is for Trayvon Walker suddenly developing a, a great arsenal of pass rushing moves, learning to use those massive hands, et cetera, et cetera. Go listen to segment three of the last pod for more. <laughs> and then uh, following that up, I took Trevor Penning uh, for Baltimore. Um, Ronnie Stanley's a left tackle. I figure you move Trevor Penning over the right side. They don't really have much going on over there. And he just kind of fits the, uh, the Ravens MO, man. He's big and nasty. He just wants to flatten people. It works took, out perfectly uh, for them. I took uh, Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington, at number 15 for Philadelphia. Uh, they need help in the secondary, and he's really good. Seems like a good value here. Easy pick. McDuffie's so clean while I'm stacking this final board. Like I, It's hard to know where to stop because he's just so safe at such a premium position. Ceiling, obviously, a little mixed out with his size. But man, is he a great prospect? That'd be an amazing pick. And again, quarterback time, pick it to the Saints. That's another kind of betting favorite here. Um, I wouldn't venture pick it last, but look, I think bottom line is the Steelers are going to have to do some things for Pickett or Malik Willis to fall in their laps at 20. I don't think it's just going to work out that way. Agreed. Do you You're think gonna have Ritter to make could wind up, up in front of those guys, though? I think that's possible, yes. Do you want to expand on that, Jake? I know you've got a take. I do have a take. Um, I mean, just with Kenny Pickett, I mean, obviously, after the season, he was kind of a hot commodity, but, uh, you know, just so much working against him throughout this process, hand size, uh, you know, all that going on. So Ritter has been the guy that's been talked about as, hey, everyone likes him, and just I buy into those Matt Miller reports, that other report we had from Jordan Schultz last week, too, where they were saying that Ritter's going to go a lot higher than we think. And uh, 
DraftKings has been moving this line too for Desmond Ritter to be the second quarterback selected. Went from 550 to 400, plus 550 to plus 400 in like two days. So it's moving. Good info. We're taking note. Yes, love that. Um, J-Man. I've got the Chargers at a, yeah, 17. I went with Jermaine Johnson. I don't know. His, he... I was really conflicted on this pick because he's not a prospect that I love. I, I do understand why people rave about him, but I also watched him a lot where he just kind of disappeared. Um, in hindsight, I think I probably should have gone with the corner, but uh, yeah, Jermaine Johnson feels this like is, if you paired him with Bosa, he he could be really disruptive. This is so classic Chargers. Like no matter what, some stud is going to drop in their lap, whether it's Jordan Davis, Penning, uh, McDuffie or Jermaine Johnson, someone like that. Some stud is going to drop in their lap and I'm going to have like 60 seconds of panic on draft. <laughs> and then you'll remember that the Chargers will always charge it up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, I mean, I thought he was going to be there for that Philly pick after, and that's who I wanted to take uh, a little dagger to my heart. Cause I do like Jermaine Johnson, but I took Zion for Philly. Uh, for Philly, just, I mean, they're getting a little bit older on the offensive line. Zion's versatile. He can kind of play all over, he can play guard. He can play center, play tackle. Uh, it just fits uh, what they want to do in terms of running the ball too. Yeah. Very on brand. It's a Jay. dude. A Dazio dude. Yeah. Dazio dude <laughs> indeed. I took uh, Jameson Williams with pick 19 for New Orleans. Uh, they already have Kenny Pickett. They don't have any receivers. I mean, they're Michael Thomas. If he plays, they have like Traquan Smith and those guys. They, they are lacking weapons. And Jamison Williams is really good. He feels like a saint, like putting up big numbers, big catches in the dome, like under the lights, everybody going crazy. Who that? I would love that as a Jamison Williams fan. I would love to see him end up in New Orleans. Him or Traylon thought it was really interesting. Peter King talking about how. The Saints are really invested in giving this new staff like a real chance to win now and try to kind of capitalize on the NFC South being completely in flux, even if Brady's back for one more year. Um, and I continued my quarterback obsession. Jake said any, everything about Desmond Ritter. I kind of mentioned the Steelers earlier. I think one way or another, they feel the need to go quarterback, and that's what they do here with Ritter. Nice pick. I like I like his fit with uh, Mike Tomlin a lot. You get a really smart young quarterback with one of the best coaches in the league. I think it's a much better situation for Ritter than if he ends up, you know, in Carolina or just one of these places yeah. where it's historically kind of up and down. Um, at 21, New England is stoked because Devin Lloyd, the Utah linebacker, has fallen. And they snatch him up. He I've talked about Devin Lloyd for two years. He might be my favorite player in this entire draft. Um, he's just a freak athlete. The dude runs all over the place, makes great plays. Don't need to say much else. Devin Lloyd's really good. In a classic Pats pick, if they don't trade down, like their fans want him to get a receiver for Mac Jones. They get a linebacker, like uh, but then he ends up being a beast. And so it's a perfect fit for that defense too, because he can do so many different things. And uh, next pick uh, for the Packers, I took Chris Olave, um, a team that just needs Dream wide receiver talent. Yeah, it's just super obvious, this one, really. Like, Dream can A-Raj happy? Yeah. 
I took uh, Kyrie Elam for Arizona. They that secondary needs some work. That's just a weird team to pick for right now. Like there's you have like Buda Baker back there. You have Byron Murphy back there, but for some reason it's still just it hasn't turned into a strength yet. And I think Kyrie Elam can turn that secondary into a strength. No. Oh. Uh, Kenyon Green, Cowboys, kind of Jerry getting back to um, replenishing the lines, which is kind of where this latest iteration of their winning cycle was built on. So Kenyon Green, one of my favorite guys. So cool. 25 Buffalo snatches up Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Ooh. They're looking at what's happening around the league with these I other see. receivers. Probably only going to have Stephon Diggs for another year or two. You get a big play guy in Stefan D- or uh, Traylon Burks that can do it all, much like Diggs. One of my favorite players as well. Yeah, I went with uh, for Tennessee. I went with Devontae Wyatt. Um, I just thought that this was just like a terrifying combination. If you paired him with Jeffrey Simmons, I think that's something that's pretty attractive to the Titans. Uh, you just have two absolute hosses down inside. Um, I kind of looked at corner too, but I think that they're going to be okay still for uh, with Caleb Farley being that first round pick last year. I know he didn't play very much, but uh, yep. Uh, I had uh, Andrew Booth Jr. going to Tampa Bay at 27. That's another team that's just tough to pick for. Like you tempted maybe to go tight end if they don't bring Gronk back, but I feel like at some point Gronk just signs back with them. Um, Again, it's not like their corners are bad, but within the next couple of years, they're going to have to make decisions on contracts for those like three, four guys who rotate in um, figure, just give yourself one more option, give yourself some flexibility and who knows, maybe he's a stud. I like it. I like it a lot. Dre goes and gets George Karlaftis for the Packers. Nice first yeah. round. If they end up with Alave and Karlaftis, a couple of big 10 gems. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Rashawn Gary, Karlaftis, that kind of power combo and versatility you'd have. Um, and sub and stuff lining those four up would be uh nasty. And then we got the KC picks, the most terrifying of this entire first round. Yeah, I should add that I think Kansas City's gonna trade up, but for the sake of this, we did not do any trades. So, like, because all of the receivers they wanted were off the board, they went with George Pickens of Georgia, who's a physical freak, but I think less proven as an actual pass cut catcher route runner. Just less polished than some of the other receivers that go ahead of him. Again, I think they probably trade up and don't make two picks here at 30 and 31, but we shall see. I'd be curious. But if they do, that, go ahead. That's, that's a tough conversation because like, it's going to be super cheap to trade up this year. Nobody wants to trade up. Everybody wants 30, to trade so down. At the same time, though, it, I honestly think it's more likely they trade up with one of those picks using like a second rounder or something. I still think they probably do keep two firsts just because they, they need to that influx of talent given how that roster is built and they do have some holes. That's I'll let Jake make his pick, but I feel like both these picks make a lot of sense. I mean, if they do stay at this 30, 31 junction um, or what is it? 29, 30 junction. This is kind yeah, of the spreadsheet throws us off. This is a dream scenario though. You get George Pickens, a guy who could potentially blow up, who didn't really play much in college due to injury. And then Daxon Hill, a versatile defensive back. Uh, they've needed secondary help for a long time. It's gotten better. Now that you don't have a uh, Tyron Matthew, though, you got a guy that can kind of play that hybrid role. So two really Very physical guys too. Yeah. Bring some attitude and edge over to that team. 
Uh, Hank, go ahead and take us with 31 Cincinnati. Boy, Mafe to Cincinnati. Um, it's, this is another just weird one where it's like you really want to take a lineman, but right there, I'm not sure there's like a great value. Plus, they kind of patch it up in free agency. And so I figured that's that's just a good football player. You never feel bad adding pass rush. They still have some decent options up front, but you almost wonder if one more kind of unlocks everything and they wind up being kind of dominant. It helps, helps Trey Hendrickson take that step to the next level. Yeah, and we close out round one with uh, Matt Corral to Detroit. I really think Detroit could be a big surprise team. I think that buzz after the senior bowl of them and Malik being a match made going completely dormant is like that. That silence is deafening. So I expect big surprises from them on the quarterback front. And I do think Corral getting a little late buzz, a little late momentum. I think some of these coaches have been on YouTube watching some of those high school highlights, you know, getting themselves hyped kind of talking themselves into some Mahomes stuff. So that's always fun. How much um, oh, how much does it hurt him that he bombed the Wonderlick? Man, I mean it's like I, I was watching Greg Cassell on NFL matchup. He was saying it's not even a one read offense, it's a zero read offense. It's it just like and and it is. I mean, you're just playing catch out there, which is awesome, man. And he's really good at playing catch. So we got that going. famously good at catch. Really good at playing catch. Um, <laughs> Dre says real G's move in silence like lasagna. The NBA playoffs <laughs> mean next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. That's dope. Everything they do is dope, including during the first round, you can do a same game parlay of three or more legs, and you're going to be able to do it risk-free up to $25. So that means uh, that is if one leg doesn't hit, I should add. So you place a three-plus leg same game parlay. If one leg doesn't hit, you can get your money back up to $25. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win during the first round of the NBA playoffs. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, let's see. I'm headed to the Avs game tonight. I'll probably have a couple Breckenridge beers. I guess they sell the avalanche there. I'll probably, yeah, avalanche. Avalanche with a hockey game. That sounds good. Um, I, I feel like I've probably said everything there is to say about Breckenridge on this podcast at one point. I'm trying to think of something new and creative, but... I, I mean, got you. I got oh, you yeah? real quick. It's seltzer season, and they actually just released a new hard soda line, which is seltzers. Oh. They are fire. I actually... My girlfriend works over at Breck, so whenever they really release anything new get the inside scoop, get them to bring it home, taste test it. Last year, the lemonades were fire. That was my inside scoop. This year, hard seltzer, hard summer soda season. They're only 100 cals. They got Coke, cherry Coke. Uh, the root beer one's my favorite, but they got ginger, ale. There's like orange cream, all kinds of stuff. They are fire. Uh, everything Breck does is fire. They, they really don't miss it that, at this point. And that's kind of our point here is that all we have to say is that they are the best 
And if you want to try those hard seltzers, you can do it on the uh, Breck Beer Locator, which will find the closest location near you selling Breck brews. Uh, yeah, they're they're the they're the bee's knees. Who uh, who in ch- in the company is in charge of writing our ad stuff down? Because they have two Z's in seltzers. Seltzers, seltzers with an S on seltzers. the end. After like one is seltzers with an S. <laughs> I got somebody that, needs to be talked to. That might be a Parker partner collab. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll get back to <laughs> if our partners are listening. This was clearly Parker's fault and not yes. your fault in any way or form. Uh, this was all on us. You guys rock. Keep sponsoring us. <laughs> Anyways, second round, uh, Jacksonville, they they need a receiver. They need to bring some talent in that room. They look at who's off the board, and they are stoked that Jahan Dotson fell to the second round out of Penn State. Get some talent in that wide receiver room. Uh, next pick for Detroit, Carter Gordon. Um, I briefly thought about taking a corner at two overall, but it just wasn't, yeah. wasn't in the cards. So now you kind of come back around, and you get a super athletic guy. Um, a really good scenario for Detroit. Uh, yeah, I had uh, Nicobe Dean going to the Jets at 35. Uh, they need somebody who can make tackles, and that's a good value there. Yeah. Trey McFrag goes off the board to the Giants, replacing Evan Ingram. Uh, really completes that offense with uh, Drake London being added, right? And, uh, you know, Sterling Shepard. We'll see what happens with Kadarius Tony, but. <laughs> Until then, uh, McRag makes a lot of sense to the G-Man. These are probably my favorite picks. This like five or six pick sequence of all of the the entire draft, I guess, at this point. Um, Houston adds to the defense again. They take David Ajabo, the very talented edge rusher that unfortunately got hurt at his pro day, but just a great value pick. And again, I like all these picks. The fact that Nakobe Dean fell out of the first round is crazy to me. Um, much like Devin Lloyd, he's just really good. Like, there's never a game I've watched where he disappointed, and to me that speaks a lot. Trey McBride, Ajabo, a lot of really good players going in the second round, and uh, now my man Jake is up with the Jets. I took Lewis Seen. Um, I think it's a really nice spot to take yeah. Lewis Seen. I think that's great value, and the Jets secondary is uh, not good, um, especially the safety duo. They're real young and inexperienced. I mean, you're going to add a rookie, but Lewis Seen just showed great instincts. He's just a Georgia Bulldog, man. He flies to the football. He knows how to tackle. Uh, I like the thought of having him with Salah, too. Yep. I got the Bears at the next pick. Um, Tyler Linderbaum. And just good talent at this point. The the Bears taking an offensive lineman always feels good. I feel like the center is... or Yeah, the center is the whole the offensive line. I guess they brought in... the, the. former backup center at green Bay. This is a, uh, if he's there, I feel like they've got to make this move. Love it. We love Midwest we do. to Midwest team picks. Um, Tariq <laughs> Wollin born, born to play for the Seahawks. And that's what we do. Uh, this scheme started a gajillion years ago. And now guys like Wollin are able to profit off of it in a major way. So that's where the Seahawks went with their first back-to-back picks. 40 feels like a good place for him to go. Uh, 41, Sam Howell. They bring in another quarterback to compete with Drew Locke. And um, I'm trying to blink on um, Gino. Gino. Goodness gracious. Former, I was like, former Jets quarterback. I don't know how you could 
seriously with a straight face go into a season with those as the only quarterbacks in your QB room, but uh, we shall see. Anyways, I like Sam Howell there. Given the other quarterbacks that have already gone, uh, I, I really thought about going Carson Strong, though, uh, being honest. I just think Howell goes before him when it's all said and done. Uh, 42, the Colts went with Sky Moore. Um, <clears throat> I looked on the defensive side of the ball, and I just, they're so stacked on defense. I think they were fine. Uh, Michael Pittman has shown enough. I think you get some guy that can kind of work underneath that and Sky Moore. Um, I think he's going to be Matt Ryan's best friend. Another good pick, another fun pick. I had uh, I had Atlanta at 43, 42, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I went with DeMarvin Leal. Uh, the, the other option was really a receiver there, I felt like, just because you had Malik Willis, but you look at the top receivers left. Like Christian Watson, are you pairing Christian Watson with Malik Willis? No, that's just asking him to fail. Um, you don't have John Mechie for the first half of the season. You're just throwing Malik Willis to the dogs if you take any of these receivers, I feel like, at this point. It's kind of a gap. Um, for a young quarterback. So DeMarvin Leal, good talent, put him up there with Grady Jarrett. Things would work out. Yeah, that pick hurt us um, for the the Brownies at the very next selection. We could have really used Leal, but Logan Hall kind of fills two needs. He gives you uh, that edge opposite Miles Garrett to replace Jadavion Clowney on first and second down and then can pop inside and give you a little more interior rush ability um on third down so we went with logan hall from houston on that pick and uh then justin had one of the real heartbreakers as far as the broncos are concerned i thought of the second round here yeah the uh, run on pass rushers continues and at 45 baltimore goes with nick benito out of oklahoma another draft pod darling a guy that we kind of actually previewed on the college football season preview and then he really blew up um yeah, I think Baltimore, after shoring up the offensive line in the first round, looks at the looks at the well, who's available and says, "Let's go get ourselves the uh, the best remaining pass rusher on the board." In my opinion, outside of maybe Drake Jackson, who I like a lot as well. And then uh, forty six for the Vikings, uh, they took Stingley in the first round, so it was kind of down to linebacker or a skill position player. Um, didn't really like the board at linebacker and figured Christian Watson, add him in with Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, he can be at best the third option. He can kind of just return punts or whatever, too. He does, there's no pressure for him to get on the field in this spot. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like if he goes that late in the draft. When people start talking about him going like early second round or late first round, that, that doesn't make sense to me just given how raw he is. But I really like have, that pick. And having good receivers around him. Like you're not asking him to step in and be like a top option. On top of that, you got Kirk Cousins, who should be able to help out in some ways. But uh, Washington, they've got uh, Tyler Smith from Tulsa. This is another tough one, just because it's it's tough to find any real needs. I thought linebacker might have been the other way I go, but just adding to the interior there, trying to build up some sort of strength. Um, after getting Kyle Hamilton, I guess you could go quarterback here, but I feel like you give Heineke another year. It. Tyler Smith is just a good player at this point. Well, and Carson Wentz is there. Oh, um, what a what a trash organization. Um, <laughs> Bernhard Raymond Bears, great pick. Could use some wide receiver help, but I think doubling up on O line with Raymond Lindenbaum, you could do a lot worse than that. So uh, take your the, investment. Learn from some of yeah. these other teams. You got a QB. Yeah. You can get him talent eventually. Receivers are available. 
go go get yourself a quality offensive lineman. I like that pick a lot. At a 49, New Orleans, they want more talent at the wide receiver position. And so they go and get John Mechie out of Alabama. You know, obviously, again, a guy that got hurt late in the season. But yeah, the reports are that him and Jamison Williams are both recovering really well. I could potentially see them on the field even next year. So I think he's a, a guy that just feels, again, very Saints. And then with the Chiefs at 50, <clears throat> I almost took Brees Hall here. I thought about it for a while. Ended up going with Arnold wow. uh, Ebiketti out of Penn State. Um, you got Frank Clark on one side. You kind of add a similar physical big rusher on the other side. Um, you know, could help out with that pass rush that has seen some better days. Steal. I kind of felt like the draft dropped off a little bit after this. Um, like just yeah, I was less right. excited to make my picks after yeah. Mechie. Yeah, I had the next pick with Philly. Uh, I took Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. You like you like the Pennsylvania Pennsylvania connection there. Um, plus, what, they took one of the corners in the first round, right? Uh, duh, 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 which one was it? Trent McDuffie. Yeah, McDuffie. This just turns like, that I think it was your pick. Strength. When you play the Cowboys, yeah. I know they all all these corners run together. Uh, but yeah, you uh, you play the Cowboys. Um, I guess Wentz doesn't scare you that much, but that's the division that's open. Just don't give up big plays. You finally have some sort of strength on that defense. Really yeah. like yeah. with a surprising pick at fifty-two. I I like this pick. It, it just is one that I wouldn't have seen coming. Yeah, the wide receiver market had kind of dried up, so I went a little off the reservation here with Alec Pierce, but it's the Steelers going uh, Desmond Ritter and then picking up his uh, favorite target and a guy who really blew up the senior bowl and then had monstrous combine numbers. So I think the late second, not necessarily out of the discussion. Um, uh, the combine stuff and the athletic profile just scream Steelers, though. Like, he's just a big, fast guy. Yeah. I love it. That's another thing that we are in favor of on this pod. We love regional picks and we love pairing uh, college teammates back at the next level. Um, it, it works sometimes. 53, Gross. Green Bay, their bum Trey McBride was off the board. So they take Greg Dulcich out of UCLA. Uh, potential to be a nice playmaker. I don't like him as much as I like Trey, but we all know that I am biased on that one. A guy that's really seen his stock rise over the last couple of months. Uh, next pick, <clears throat> the New England Patriots. I honestly struggle with this one, man. I wanted to take uh, Alec Pierce in this slot, but he went a couple picks before. Uh, this team, I just don't really understand what's going on, uh, especially the receiving core. They got to get a receiver before this pick because uh, it's not looking good. I took um, Perry on Winfrey, just another defensive guy to throw in Belichick's defense and help the interior presence. Hey, it's a great fit, though. Like yeah. those are two nice fits in that scheme again. And that feels very Patriots. Like while their entire fan yep. base is screaming for a receiver, Belichick looks at the board and is like, well, all the receivers I like are gone. I'm going to take these stud defenders and we'll go find another former Ivy league lacrosse player to play in the slot, you know, this year or whatever the fuck they do that go to the arena league or you know what I mean? Just classic Patriots crap. <laughs> yeah. Britain. <laughs> I, Jeff I really like that pick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what this is 55 now. I've got Arizona, uh, Drake Jackson. This one just felt like a lock to Great. me. Like it, it's Bro. perfect. Uh, Hassan Reddick is gone. Chandler Jones is gone. 
Like those two are pretty close to like the best comps. Chandler Jones in particular, I guess, for Drake Jackson, I think. Um, so just replacing like that them with him is so simple. These are elite picks for the teams you guys have drafted for. I took MJ Sanders for the Cowboys. Again, a bit of a drop-off, so you might be reaching just a smidge on Sanders in the late second. Kenyon Green, Sanders, though, two months ago, had I told you you could have drafted those guys, you would have been like with top 25 picks. You wouldn't have thought you could get that as a late first and late second, so not too bad for the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah. And it's just one of those, it might be a little bit of a reach at that point of the draft, but also that's just the price you pay for quality edge rushers. So, I mean, yep. like that, it is what it is. Um, 57 Buffalo looks at the board. No running backs have been taken yet. They changed that. They take Brees Hall out of Iowa State. They got to get somebody that they can consistently trust. It's been like a running back by committee, but it's just a revolving door in their backfield for like three years now. Even in the playoffs, Josh Allen was like their best rushing option. So, at this point of this draft, you know, I you're sitting there. I almost took Kenneth Walker, but I went with Brees Hall because I think he's more versatile. This is an incredible pick for Buffalo, especially at this spot. It's insane value. I've yeah. seen people Next project pick. them taking him in the first round. So, like, I mean, if you could oh, get yeah. him at 57, that would be great. I liked your next pick as well, Jake, at 58 for Atlanta, <sighs> taking Cameron Thomas, the San Diego State defensive end. Really good value. Yeah. I think he's a sleeper. Yeah, they took DeMarvin Leal with Henry's pick uh, a bit earlier, but um, this team's pass rush has just been non-existent for I don't even know how long since they took Vic Beasley in the first round. Um, so doubling up at this position I don't think is a bad idea at all. And you get two versatile guys too, so you can kind of move them up and down the front, just kind of find a home from them too. I've got Green Bay with the next pick. Uh, they've got Black Hole at linebacker behind Devondre Campbell. It's Christian Harris from Bama. Good pick. Boom. Uh, Tampa Bay goes meat and potatoes with Dylan Farham out of Memphis, a guard who's really risen up boards uh, in the last couple months. And I, I've seen some wouldn't be surprised if he went early second, but they're able to get him late second after going with Andrew Booth in the first round. At 61, John Lynch takes Kobe Bryant of Cincinnati Love for the, that Niners secondary he just feels like a 49ers corner to me. Mm-hmm. Physical guy, good with his hands. Um, I, again, I, a guy who's a little bit more raw than some of the other corners that have already gone at this point, but I think his ceiling is pretty high. And uh, Jake making another Chiefs pick. Yeah, another Chiefs pick, uh, another corner too. Uh, McCreary was on the board, but they already have uh, Legereus Sneed in the slot. So I figured they wanted a bigger corner to kind of try some more uh, outside presence on their defensive perimeter. perimeter. That's Alante Taylor, the cornerback out of Tennessee, a uh, big physical player. Um, I mean, I, I do like McCreary more, but I just think Taylor was just a better overall fit here. Uh, McCreary is off the board with the next pick to Cincinnati. This is the last one before the Broncos. Uh, probably not something the Broncos are happy about seeing. But now we're finally here. We finally made it to the Broncos pick. We did. We did. Um, we got through some. And what is down. left? What is left? We really ran out of options at edge, so that's disappointing. Corner market kind of dried up. Wide receivers, not that they should have been looking at that too much, dried up. Still lots of depth to exploit, though. At tight end, at running back, we've barely had any running backs at all. Safety, feels like there's still plenty of depth there. 
an off-ball linebacker. I feel like all that said. Yeah, yeah, I feel Henry. like Quay Walker's just staring you in the face right here. Ah, I was gonna say Travis Jones to mm. me is a guy that really stands out as uh, still available on the board. I those are probably the top two. But but yeah. like Clay Walker to me, I mean, he's gotten some hype recently. I mean, today there was the first round hype for him just because how he's he's fast. He he can play off the ball, like you said. Like there's just not a whole lot of first round picks. I think Quay Walker is a great pick here, but yeah, Travis Jones too. The thing is, you have Purcell. I think Mike Purcell is somebody we've kind of underrated. Like he's another big clogger, and I guess you could have both of them out there. But guys, Abraham Lucas is still available too, though. Mm-hmm. that's huge that's huge um and i mean i would be intrigued by guys like isaiah spiller right here james cook hell yeah like, walker. there's some real yeah kenneth walker there's some real talent left over at running back um but jake so the is Baylor right. safety uh jalen pitter peter Petra. can't ever pronounce his name right Petra. Petra. Yeah. yeah i'm i'm a quay that um door abraham lucas is my that's my guy that's my dream scenario um might be a tough well, one to your pick if we're going on what the current rotation has been it is technically andre's final call but we can continue we can talk it through a little bit more um no i, position, I would like i would pencil that in but i i'm happy to keep talking that all right that's you. fair yeah, no, yeah, no. no tell me, Justin. I want to hear your thoughts about it now. Well, I just... I I really like running back there, just given that only one have gone, and you basically have your pick at the litter here. I really like James Cook. I think Spiller fits really well with Javante Williams. But I think expecting Mike Boone to be a guy that you can count on for legitimate carries might be... Mm. I don't know, might be a bit of a, a, a stretch there. I'd be a little bit worried if you passed on him that by the time you pick again, that a lot of these guys are going to be gone. But I mean, that this same goes for, you know, Abraham and any of these other guys, Walker is not going to be there next time around. So like it's, it's a tough call. That's, that's so, why I go Walker. If it's my pick, I just think that he is a class above Muma and Troy Anderson and all those guys. And then like, like you said, you've got Kenneth Walker, you've got Isaiah Spiller. Um, you've, it's only 10 picks till the Broncos are back up there. So that's the thing I was going to say is, I mean, you just picked Javante Williams 40th overall last year. You, in this scenario, you've got so many running backs and you have a pick just like 12 picks down the board. Um, I mean, I get the appeal to drafting running back here at 64, but in this scenario, man, there's just so many guys there that you can kind of just pick another one here in about 10 picks or so. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, Abraham Lucas, it is. Pennsylvania. I thought the choices had dried up. Turns out we really liked a lot of those options there. That yeah. was a uh, surprise. Honestly, Pettit Freyer yeah. might be worth taking over Lucas. Just like if, the tools that he has. Like if you're picking somebody to be a, a tackle for the future, uh, like, well, what about Sean Ryan sitting there too? Yeah, he's solid. And we talked and about he more can play guard, guard. Pettit yeah. Freyer is like the five star length height only 21 so he like looks like he's a little bit thin but you know that weight's gonna come uh but yeah lucas it is 
I mean, Justin, Sean Ryan could be a great pick for the Jaguars to start off round three since they skipped on one first overall when Dotson to start the second round. Or Petit Friere. I, I have just such a hard time projecting what Jacksonville's going to do with anything, though. That just like, if it seems logical, that's probably not what they're going to do. But maybe they've turned a corner with Doug Peterson. Um, but because it's Doug Peterson, that's I still hilarious. feel like they're going to want to improve the offense. Um, they did get a receiver. I don't know. Throw, throw out a suggestion. I'm, I'm at, I, I, yeah, Sean Ryan or Petit Friere. We've, uh, you know, there we, we go. Passed, we passed on those guys already. Or, yeah. Um, boom. Ryan, it is. Beautiful. Jake and Detroit Jake is up. Another Lions pick, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're the Lions guy. Thibodeau right, so then, and Kyler Gordon. Will they stay on the West Coast? And Matt Corral, too. Right. Right. Um, man, I think the pick here is going to be Travis Jones. I just want to take a quick peek at the depth chart and double check. Yep, we're taking Travis Jones here. There's not much interior-wise going on in Detroit. And now you get a big one. Giants got uh, Evan Neal and Trey McBride. This time they're going to get uh, Quay Walker. Like, just a steal there. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good call by you, Hank. That's a really... Really well-executed pick. The Texans have already pulled off Ojogbo, Jordan Davis, and uh, Trayvon Walker. So quite the haul for them. And they're going to add to the secondary with Jalen Petrie here. I think I got the Jets up. My computer froze. I can't. can't Yeah, you have the Jets up. Exactly. Yep. Um, and the Jets, yeah, seen Dean, uh, Garrett Wilson, and Ahmad Gardner. I, I could see them going tight end here. They had a lot of interest in Trey McBride, reportedly. Um, you still got quite a few options based on the guys that have gone. We've already seen Dulcich and McBride off the board. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kate Otten, the tight end out of Washington. I think he's probably the, the third best option. I almost went Charlie Kohler, Iowa State. But I think at this point of the draft, he's a, a nice value pick for that Jets passing offense. And uh, sorry for the delay there. I don't know what, what's up with my computer. Um, <clears throat> the Jaguars they just picked Sean Ryan at the top of the third. Um, and you've got great value here at linebacker, and they've got. These names I'm ne- I don't even recognize starting at linebacker right now. So they take Chad Muma. Oh, I love that. I've got the Bears up next. They already they used two picks on the offensive line. Now they need somebody to do something with that offensive line. They're taking Isaiah Spiller. Another good value pick. I like that a lot. Yeah, Devin Montgomery. His reign of terror is over. Yeah, and. Uh... With that value, the Seahawks are going to go Kenneth Walker here. This was kind of what I was talking about, though, in terms of like the run on running backs. If you do pass it with Denver there, as soon as one goes, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, three or four of these guys have gone off the board. If you really do like one of these guys, you might have to to consider it. Uh, Indy is going to go with uh, Jeremy Rucker, the tight end out of Ohio State. 
All right. I'm on the board here with Atlanta. Um, I took them. I had them taking Cameron Thomas at 58. I took Leal at 43. And then they took uh, Malik Willis also. Oh, man. This team is just... They need so much help. I'm going to just take another edge guy. <clears throat> I'm going to take Kingsley Enigbare from South Carolina. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Yeah, they're desperate. You could go wide receiver for them, too. They're just straight up desperate. We're back to the Broncos now. This one's my pick, but we obviously have to talk. Let's go, baby. Um, not going to lie. The fan base is not excited about going tackle with that number 64. That's They're, they're all angry at Dre right now. So we got to do something fun <laughs> to excite the fan base. Well, look, yeah, I mean, it's all about the fan base. It is. I know. I know we had a little run on running back, but you still got Rashad White there. Um, I like Tyler Batty a lot. James Cook is there. Brian Robinson's there. I mean, there's some options here at this spot if you wanted to go running back still. Yeah, there's options. I mean, James Cook is the one that kind of stands out, but I'm not as high on him as some others are. Um, but again, like nothing really jumps off the board at this point. I'm a little bit disappointed. And you still have those those the guy Troy Anderson still Luma, there. Chanel, Troy Anderson. Um, there. Well, no, Luma just went to uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Um, Channing Tyndale to me really stands out as a great value at this point. And I mean, I wouldn't put it past George Payton to really start loading up on um, depth uh, defensive back here. Yeah, you know. Uh, Martin like Emerson, a guy you're high on, Jake, would be an intriguing option here. Um, yeah, I mean, is decent too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are I've seen some, some Jalen Armour Davis hype at, at certain points over the last couple of weeks. He could be an interesting, he's a little bit raw, a little bit up and down, but his good is really good. It's just that it was inconsistent. Look, I think the value here is that running back, though. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, we kind of skipped on it at 64. You got a decent tackle there. I think we made the right decision. I mean, you only lost Walker and Spiller yeah. in the picks between there. I feel like there's a big three, though, and now that big three is gone. Like, this is still kind of pretty That, like, that, that was Williams. kind of my point. But Like, if yeah. I were to go for, for running back, honestly, Kyron Williams is probably my favorite left. But again, like, at this point, I just, I just don't love it. Um... If you talk to most people, though, the consensus big three at running back isn't our big three. It's James Cook. You think so? Okay. With the big two, yes. Mm-hmm. Ahead of yeah, Kenneth Spiller Walker. Spiller isn't like unan- unanimously love. Oh, ahead of Spiller. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going linebacker here. Um, let's go Muma. I think it's Muma. No, he's already off the board. Can. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Oh, wait, where? Oh, we didn't put in the spreadsheet. Okay. Um, Chanel. Boom. I like it. I like it. That was a, that was a painful process, but I like it. The, what we there. came out with, sometimes you have to, you have to go through it to come out with a good result. Um, Baltimore for, for Dre. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is the best way to go about it to run through these other 10 to 15 picks. Um, yeah, I guess at this point, it doesn't really matter. We got through Denver. We can more, just talk about some guys on the board that we hope fall maybe. 
Yeah, talking about what you're looking at in kind of the late third and prioritizing in the early fourth and beyond. It's yeah. 20 picks from where we are right now. So, yeah. Yeah. 20 more right. picks. Yeah. Before we get into that real quick, I got to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Their product has really kind of changed my life. I wanted to get healthier. I didn't want to change a whole lot though. You guys, I'm, I'm lazy. Like, let's just be real. I don't have a lot of free time, but I did want to be healthy. I wanted a little bit more energy, optimized immune system. I don't want to take pills. Uh, I don't like the big horse pills. They, they, I choke on them and they taste like chalk. I'm just, I'm out. I'm out altogether. So I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and it's going to go down easy. And that's why I switched to Athletic Greens. It's 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Those are words. I didn't even know before I started taking Athletic Greens. It, it's just a great way to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging. Literally everything that you should be worried about, Athletic Greens is going to help you out. It's lifestyle friendly. So if you're keto, uh, if you're doing keto, if you're paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all of the options, all of the frees, you're going to be good. Costs less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than Hank's cold brew habit. And that's not a shot. He bought like an 80 ounce coffee today. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. So if you don't trust me, go trust the people. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the summer. You don't want to get sick. You want to be having fun in the sun. It's just one scoop of cup in your... Oh my goodness. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. Look out for your health. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Rams, and you are going to get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Rams. All right. We made it through. Who are we hoping falls to Denver's next pick? I think Kyron Williams would be my go-to. That's uh, I think it's reasonable, but but that that'd be the number one option for me there. Looking at corner, <clears throat> there's quite a bit of guys too. I mean, Emerson's there, Taylor Britt's there, also Mario Goodrich out of Clemson, and then um, the guy out of Houston, Marcus Jones. Uh, so twenty picks, you can get you know at least another quarter. I mean, they need bodies at corner, right? It doesn't really matter at this right. point. You just need guys to play. Yeah, and you've got some small school guys, Zion McCollum, uh, Darian Kendrick, who's dropped off drastically, is still there. But I think the guys who can kind of play, you know, play nickel, kind of those hybrid corners, uh, safeties are going to be really intriguing. Um, you know, Cam Taylor Britt, especially Alante Taylor, who you kind of snatched up earlier, would be another guy you'd like to see. Lots of hype about Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. Nick Cross out of Maryland, who absolutely blew up the combine. Um, Josh Job, another very solid like yeah. corner out of Bama. <clears throat> I don't know. I think there's a lot of value at off-ball linebacker, a lot of value in the interior offensive line. Probably not the biggest need. And uh, I mean, I'm with you. Kyron Williams would be a guy I'd be very high on. Tyler Batty is a guy who I'd I like love, him. but it's really more like who do you want to compliment Javante Williams at this point? Mm -hmm. That's what's so tough because like even Pierre strong 
Like Brian Robinson, I really like too, but I'm not sure that that's exactly what you want. I'd also throw out there, uh, I I think Wandale Robinson, Kyle Phillips, they should both be on the board. Um, both of them fill like some sort of receiving role. Wandale could probably play a little bit in the backfield. Both of them are really good returners. So that, that could shore up some things. I've written Covey in like the fifth or sixth would be my favorite though. Zamir White's still on the board too. I don't know how much longer he lasts in this scenario. I don't think he lasts another 20 picks, quite honestly. He's probably gone before this anyways, too. But um, but James Cook is still there. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of value. I mean, Devontae Pierce is my guy. You know, that dude is unbelievable. Um, There's definitely a lot of talent remaining at at running back. Justin, are there any guys that you kind of have circled? We haven't touched on many tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I, I like Isaiah Likely. I know he didn't kill it at the Senior Bowl, but I think with what I've seen out of him over the last couple of years, I, I like him at this point of the draft. I do like Char- Charlie Kohler as well, although I'm just he just doesn't excite me as much as some of the other top tight ends, and I I kind of worry about him outrunning uh, NFL DBs and, and stuff like that. But um, great size, though. I, I still like the linebackers. You know, even though we just went linebacker i think if somebody like troy anderson was still sitting there it'd be intriguing to just improve the overall athleticism of the the, yeah Mm -hmm. you know i I think you have some options josh job is really good too um he he doesn't get hyped up the way some of those other bama corners did but he's really technically sound and he just he didn't really make a ton of mistakes He, he did get a little handsy at times and get called for some pass interference calls but i mean you can live with that and i kind of feel like uh, college football refs are a little more intense on that than they are in the NFL at times, but that might just be a random observation, not actually true. Um, but yeah, I think linebacker, tight end, running back. But at this point, I think my favorite running backs would be off the board. I don't see James Cook falling, but if he did, I, I think he would be a great person to pair with Chibante. Right. And I could even see a scenario where maybe it's not the next pick. You're waiting a couple more rounds, and then you're looking at, you know, a Kyron Williams or a Jerome Ford to kind of be that receiving back. But you also go with a bruiser, more of a third down short yardage specialist, someone like uh, Damon Pierce, right? Um, mm-hmm. Brian Robinson, who's super like just a bull and pass pro. And Algier. then you, 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 right, right, Algier, definitely a downhill punisher. And then, I mean, it's a different tier compared to the edge rushers you were looking at at 64 or the picks prior, obviously, but there's still plenty of talent to be had on the edge rush side. Um, Adam Anderson's going to keep intriguing me. They let him work out and stuff. It sounds like maybe his case would be dropped to me. That's, you know, easily a top 40 value. um, If you can figure out what really happened with all the off field stuff. But, you know, guys like Michael Clemens out of AM, D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky, um, Josh Pascal out of, out of Kentucky, Sam Williams, Mississippi, Dominique Robinson, Miami of Ohio, Tyreek Smith, Ohio State, um, Jesse Lucetta, Penn State, uh, you know, even Christopher Allen, Bama, or Carson Wells, who would be a great, like, camp invite with what Carson did, um, especially in 2020 there's some depth you want to take advantage of. It'd be very disappointing if they didn't come out with 
at least one more body on the edge, you know? Yeah, I agree. Pretty big. You just, you, you, you don't know what you have in Malik Reed in terms of like, or Chubb in terms of just consistent health. Like they're both guys that can play, but they're both guys that have struggled to stay on the field. So you just need right. depth. Would, would the third round be too early to consider taking a, a receiver? I, I really right. like Khalil Shakir out of Boise State, and I wouldn't have taken him at this point, but with this next pick, I think he'd still be there. I'd consider him. I like Romeo Dubs out of Nevada too, but I, I do think third round's probably a little too early based on some of the needs you still have and some of these other guys that are still going to be there. Those guys just feel a little bit redundant with KJ to me. And that's, I mean, that's the tough part when you already have kind of four receivers is figuring out what you really need. But to me, it's like a Kyle Phillips or even like a Wandale, like I said this before, but can slide in the slot. Still, Britton Covey, I feel like he's got to be a Bronco. Just everything uh, if- about him. It's just perfect. He's exactly what they need. Like a fifth receiver who can, who's versatile, who can be a returner, like get Deontay Spencer out. It's perfect. I, mean, I think if you're thinking receiver here, though, it's got to be a returning type. You, you got to go for one of these fast mm-hmm. guys. So you got Danny Gray's on the board. Um, you got Bo Melton out of Rutgers. He ran a 4-2. Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. If anything, go for the like insane speed guys if you're going to go receiver here. Um, I think that's the, really the only way you add value if you tra- take receiver in this area. Yeah. yeah, and then I think there's still some intriguing talent at uh, interior defensive line. It's it's actually it's gonna it's all SEC guys who may be a little undervalued in their careers. I think guys like Fidari Mathis, Alabama, Neil Farrell, LSU, Matthew Butler, Tennessee. My guy, Zachary, better known as Zachary Carter out of Florida or John Ridgway out of Arkansas. All guys with a lot of prototypical uh, traits just need to be honed a little and you, you might have a decent rotational piece in a couple of years, you know. Who is... Uh, Carter was big in some of their big wins. Like, he, he wasn't consistent, but when Florida played well, like, he was the guy that would always stand out. Who's this Savon Scarver, Justin, from Utah State? I was just looking to see who has returned touchdowns. He's electric. He's a guy guy, that housed a couple of returns every single year. That would be his only role. Like he would, you would be bringing him in solely to be a return guy. But I mean, he's he's legit. And I've watched him in person house multiple kicks against CSU. So I've I've seen it. It (laughs) it it would translate. The guy can fly. He is tied for the career record for returns in college football. Yeah, he wanted it so bad, and then people just for the last year just punted away from him. He got so few opportunities, but he's a he's a really electric dude. Wouldn't do much as a receiver. I would like Covey because you could at least count on him to be the fifth receiver there. But Scarver is definitely like more dynamic in terms of just getting around the corner and and housing it. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. I was just going through these leaderboards to see where Britton Covey was. But he only has four, which is tied for 22nd career-wise. Seven is insane. That's my new favorite guy. I'm going to have to YouTube him or something later, though. Scout the state of Utah if you need returners, apparently. I guess. He's fun. (laughs) BYU have. And then still plenty of talent on the interior offensive line, uh, which we're probably underrating a little bit. The NFL will always get... Mm -hmm have some fun with their guards and centers by day two. But I mean, Cameron Jurgens, the two Georgia kids, Kennard, Chris Paul, the other Tulsa guy, 
Cole Strange, Jatari Carter, Alec Lindstrom. Um, you know, there's still plenty of talent left. Lindstrom would be a steal. No, he's a, he's another dude. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? I don't know. That was fun. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. It's finally here. It's that time. All right. Well, we will be back with more coverage throughout the week. Make sure you are locked into our NFL Draft Day live coverage. It's going to be epic. Follow us over at DNVR underscore Broncos, DNVR underscore sports. Go subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the like button. All of that fun stuff. It has been a ton of fun leading up to this draft. Everybody's exhausted. If you can't tell, that's okay. We're going to get rested up. We're going to get ready to go. And then we're going to kill this draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see what the Broncos do. I know Broncos country is looking forward to it as well. Shout out to our partners. Shout out to all of you. Much love. Have a great week. Peace.